me, baby. Please try me one more time. Well, my love is down on me, baby. Please try me one more time. If I don't please you this time, baby. It won't be no fault of mine. Some like 'em tall and skinny. Some love 'em big and round. I bet you can't tell the difference when the sun goes down. on jazzradiowetf.org. My name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. Thank you for joining us again. Hope you're enjoying these programs. We are focusing on a lot of different jazz elements on this show, and uh, today we're going to be listening to a series of recordings made for the Victor record label in the late 1940s, kind of the immediate post-swing era, leading into bebop and even into rhythm and blues. And this was a band that was led by the tenor saxophone player Illinois Jaquette, and uh, Jaquette was born in 1922 in Louisiana. His family was actually Creoles from New Orleans who had moved to Houston, Texas about uh, a year or two after Illinois was born. He was from a fairly large and musical family. We're going to be hearing from his older brother Russell on trumpet and singing today as well. Uh, Illinois went to uh, New York in the late 1930s after a pretty... Uh, rigorous musical education and otherwise education. His family was uh, pretty middle class and uh, afforded him a number of opportunities that other African Americans of his generation did not get, but he uh, capitalized on that. He became a very fine uh, player, composer, and even arranger as well. So when he went to New York in 1939, 40 or so, he uh, started playing with some local groups. He was hired by Lionel Hampton in 1941 or 40 or thereabouts to play in his band. The only problem being was that up to that point, he was an alto player. And Hampton had his uh, uh, quotient of alto players and he needed a tenor player. So he switched Illinois to tenor sax and that was the horn that he became most known for playing, especially uh, through a hit recording that they had of Flying Home, the Charlie Christian tune. That featured a two-chorus Illinois Jaquette uh, solo that became uh, really a classic in jazz literature, up with Coleman Hawkins' Body and Soul and Ben Webster's Cottontail, things like that. Uh, all the up-and-coming tenor players had to learn this solo, and even to this day, people still play it and quote it in that song and others as well. After he went with uh, Hampton for a while, he left and went with Cab Calloway for a few months. Uh, they didn't do any commercial recordings, but there's some live dates that he can be heard on. And then he started his own band in about 1945, Four Horns and, and Rhythm 
rhythm section, and uh, they started recording for several different labels, Apollo and ARA and, and other small labels on the West Coast. And we did a podcast on that group that uh, I believe is out to by the time that you'll be hearing this show. After a year or so of uh, playing with that group and also doing guest appearances at Norman Grand's Jazz at the Philharmonic concerts, Jaquette went with the Count Basie Orchestra in the late 1940s for a couple of years, uh, kind of alternating with the band that he has here. Uh, He was featured on a number of Basie recordings. We've done a show on that uh, vintage group in the past. But then he decided to go out on his own and capitalize on the fame and uh, recognition that he had from that uh, flying home solo. And so that's where we're going to pick up this story, starting in uh, December of 1947. This was after this band had been together for a few months. They uh, were hired or or engaged by RCA Victor, which was at the time probably the biggest recording company in the country. And uh, they recorded four or five sessions uh, until about 1950 when the band broke up. After having been together for about three years, uh, they were just worn out touring, and that was it for them. The band that we're going to be hearing, at least at first, includes Russell Jaquette on trumpet and vocals, Joe Newman on trumpet. He was uh, had been, or was about to go with Basie's band for a while and then leave and then come back and become a featured member of the Basie band for about 15 years. J.J. Johnson had also been with Basie's band on trombone. He was considered the foremost of the modern jazz bebop trombone players. Jaquette on tenor. Leo Parker on baritone sax. He had a series of recording dates and was known as one of the bebop Barry players, played with Billy Eckstein's band and others as well. Sir Charles Thompson on piano, Al Lucas on bass, and Shadow Wilson on drums. And the first two tunes we heard were from that first date that they did, December 18th of 1947. All these, or at least the first bunch, were recorded in New York City. We started out with Jet Propulsion and followed up with Try Me One More Time. Both were by Illinois Jaquette. Try Me One More Time was co-composed with his brother Russell, who took the vocal as well. We're going to hear the other two tunes from that date right now. King Jaquette, uh, which is another Jaquette tune. In fact, most of these were by him one way or another. And then Embryo, a co-composition of Illinois Jaquette and J.J. Johnson. Some bebop touches in there. And uh, we're told in the discography that Jimmy Mundy, the great swing-era arranger and sometime tenor sax player, arranged most of these titles. So after Embryo, we're going to jump down to December 19th of 1947, the next day, in fact. Uh, Same band in this case, with the addition of John Collins on guitar. He had played with Dizzy Gillespie and some other big bands as well. We're going to start with Riffin at 24th Street, an odd title for a tune that was obviously inspired by uh, Robin's Nest, the Sir Charles Thompson tune, Sir Charles being in this band, uh, that apparently he co-composed with Illinois Jaquette. This is a very similar tune, just kind of a takeoff on that. Then we're going to go to uh, an oddball little tune, A Jacket for Jack the Bellboy, also known as Cloudy Day. Uh, Despite the title suggesting a faster tune, this is actually quite a ballad-like tune. Cloudy Day is probably a better title. And Tad Dameron might be the arranger of this one. Then we're going to finish up with a tune uh, that Count Basie had recorded, and uh, it's going to feature uh, one of the composers, actually it's neither of the composers, which are Count Basie and Harry Edison, but a couple of the people who were featured in the band at the time this was recorded, J.J. Johnson and Illinois Jaquette. So that's our set coming up. King Jaquette and Embryo from the first date, then Riffin at 24th Street, Jacket for Jack the Bellboy, a.k.a. Cloudy Day, and Mutton Leg. Thank <laughs> you. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Jaquette and his orchestra from 1947. Started out with King Jaquette, very fast uh, fleet song that uh, he wrote. That was recorded on December 18th of 1947. All he's done for Victor in the first couple of sessions in New York City. We heard Russell Jaquette on trumpet, Joe Newman on trumpet also, J.J. Johnson on trombone, heard a little bit of him, Illinois Jaquette on tenor, Leo Parker on barry, Sir Charles Thompson on piano, Al Lucas on bass, and Shadow Wilson on drums. Follow that up with the J.J. Johnson and Illinois Jaquette Embryo, a little bit more forward-looking, I guess. As I said, J.J. Uh, Johnson was on the forefront of bebop at that point in 1947, being recognized as the, the primary modern jazz trombone player. Then we went on to Riffin at 24th Street, that take on uh, Robin's Nest, the Sir Charles Thompson tune. Not sure why they did it that way. Um, that had been recorded by Sir Charles for Apollo, I think, and... Uh, I guess it had some success, and uh, he and uh, Jaquette both kind of had a hand in writing it, but I think Sir Charles got most of the credit. Uh, same band with the addition of John Collins on guitar. That was from the next day, December 19th of 1947. We followed that up with Jacket for Jack the Bellboy, a.k.a. Cloudy Day, a kind of a ruminative, bluesy slow tune that featured uh, uh, Jaquette at his best doing bluesy ballads, and that was probably a Tad Dameron arrangement. Then we finished up with that tune by Count Basie and Harry Edison called Mutton Leg. Very up-tempo tune. We heard some uh, great J.J. Johnson in there. I'm also remiss in not saying we heard some fine Leo Parker on baritone sax on some of the earlier tunes as well. So kind of a nascent uh, bebop band, although uh, Illinois Jaquette was really not a bebop player. He was a, a, a swing player from the Texas tenor tradition, although he had the flexibility and the speed and technique to stand up there with the bebop players, certainly. 
So we're going to go on now uh, and finish off that December 19th session with a tune called Symphony in Sid. Of course, Symphony Sid Torin was a uh, disc jockey who was a great friend of the modernist jazz persuasion and uh, uh, Symphony, uh, Jumpin' with Symphony Sid was a, a classic blues of that day. This is a little bit different, another Illinois Jaquette tune. And then we're going to move out to the West Coast and a uh, Los Angeles recording date, also for Victor, on April 6th of 1949. And we're going to hear uh, three tunes, actually two tunes from that day. We're going to hear Black Velvet, which became a kind of a minor hit for this group. Uh, again, a, uh, an Illinois Jaquette uh, tune co-composed by Jimmy Mundy, who presented presumably also did the uh, uh, arrangement as well. And then B-Yacht, B-Y-O-T, another Jaquette and J.J. Johnson tune. Uh, a little more energetic, I guess you'd have to say. And I should say this band, similar but not quite the same. Russell Jaquette and Joe Newman again on trumpets. Henry Coker replaced J.J. Johnson on trombone, even though they kept playing his tunes. Illinois Jaquette on tenor. Maurice Simon on baritone and occasionally tenor sax as well. John Lewis, uh, who just left the Dizzy Gillespie band and was just at the beginning part of the modern jazz quartet history on piano. Al Lucas on bass and Joe Jones, Papa Joe Jones from Count Basie's band on drums. Then we're going to hear two tunes uh, from, actually one tune from the next set, December 14th of 1949, and then we're going to go back to the April 6th set for the last tune, which is Bigfoot, another Illinois Jaquette blues tune in there. But uh, the one before that is called Blue Satin, I guess to follow up on Black Velvet, perhaps, but this one is a little more of an energetic tune. Uh, again, with Russell Jaquette, Joe Newman, and Henry Coker, along with uh, Illinois Jaquette and Maurice Simon. We're also going to have Ray Perry on alto sax. He had played alto and violin with the Lionel Hampton band when Jaquette joined it. Cedric Haywood on piano, Al Lucas on bass, Shadow Wilson on drums. That's Blue Satin. So that's our set coming up. Symphony in Sid. Black Velvet, B-Yacht, Blue Satin, and Bigfoot, all by Illinois Jaquette and his orchestra. Thank you. 
Heavy blues set that time around with the Illinois Jaquette Orchestra. We started out with Symphony in Sid, done in New York City, December 19th of 1947. Russell Jaquette and Joe Newman on trumpets. I think Joe Newman takes most of the trumpet solos from the point that he's in the band. J.J. Johnson on trombone, Illinois Jaquette on tenor, Leo Parker on baritone sax, Sir Charles Thompson on piano, John Collins on guitar, Al Lucas on bass, and Shadow Wilson on drums. Then, to the West Coast in Los Angeles on April 6th of 1949, we heard Black Velvet and Bee Yacht. Again, same band, largely, but with Henry Coker on trombone and Maurice Simon on baritone sax. Actually, a completely different rhythm section. John Lewis on piano, Al Lucas on bass, and Joe Jones on drums. Again, all of these for RCA Victor. Then we finished up with... uh, Well, actually, we jumped ahead to uh, Blue Satin uh, from the December 14th, 1949 uh, date. They were back in New York City by then. Uh, Jaquette Newman, Coker, 
Ray Perry on alto, Jaquette Simon, Cedric Kaywood on piano, and then Al Lucas and Shadow Wilson again in blue satin. And we finished up with Bigfoot, a good driving bluesy performance, back to Los Angeles on April 6th of 1949 for that one. So that was an extra tune I threw in at the end called Adam's Alley, and uh, that was an Illinois Jaquette tune featuring just him in the rhythm section. He did that fairly often on uh, band dates. He'd give the other horn players a tune off, and he'd just feature himself playing usually either a blues or a variation on flying home or something like that. Give himself a little exercise, I suppose. So we have two more tunes that we're going to round out the program with. Hope you've enjoyed this little dive into sort of swing meets bebop meets rhythm and blues style from the late 1940s, 1947, 49, and 50. And the band, uh, as I said, broke up shortly after this last session, which is on May 22nd of 1950, but uh, Jaquette reunited uh, certain members of that band over the years and re-recorded some of these arrangements and always uh, seemed happy to play with this ensemble. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus and your host, John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazzradio, wetf.org. So two more tunes, as I said, uh, from May 22nd. We're going to hear You Gotta Change and Hot Rod, largely the same band that we just heard. In fact, the identical band that we just heard from December of 1949. They had... uh, gone out and done some things and come back into the studio to round out their discography. So thank you very much and tune in again next week.
Oh, <laughs> 